Welcome to the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast. I am your host, Maria Wingard. Today is a Red Tent conversation, and we're continuing with part two in the interview with Miss Julia. Today, she's going to talk about red flags and what to do when someone rejects you for pointing out red flags in relationships. So what was some of your other advice that you gave some of the other? I mean, you don't have to go with them, but Mm -hmm. even other ones that as you've talked to through the years, some of the other advice that you've given them for looking for spouses. Well, the only thing that comes to mind, and if I may have said it to someone, may not, but you know that beautiful body that we're attracted to, that handsome physique of the man, for us and for the boys, that beautiful body. If there is not a kind, loving heart contained in that body, that marriage may be akin to just a lifetime in hell. Yeah, <gasps> that reminds me of a story that you told me. What? About the uh, young lady that you told her not to marry the fella. Oh, yes. Oh, you should so tell that story. <laughs> I mean, leave out the names, but yeah. tell the story because I feel like <clears throat> it really showcases the wisdom that you carried in helping to guide people. This young girl worked in the same little um, shopping center strip mall that we had our insurance office. And she was such a beautiful little thing and so sweet and loved the Lord. And she was going with a young man. I knew his parents, and I knew his parents' friends, and they each had two sons. And this family was, um, they had plenty of money, and these boys were advantaged, all four of them, and they got what they wanted. Shoes, cars, whatever it was. Um, And I just knew that. And so I asked her, do you love this boy? And she said, oh, yes, ma'am, I do. And I said, well, I would want to tell you. I wouldn't suggest that you marry him. And that was presumptuous on my part. (laughs) (laughs) I realized that. (laughs) But I say it's always so 2020. (laughs) Yeah, but I I was brassy enough. I said, that boy is privileged. He has been all his life, and it may be that he's a poor little rich boy. And rich boys are used to everybody. Mama catered to him, daddy catered to him, and you're going to be expected. And I don't know that I... And so marriage to that personality could be a lifetime of just living hell. And he's not going to be interested in what you need. He's going to be interested in you providing for him the needs he has. Right. And it might not necessarily been because he was in a family of affluence. It's just that you knew the character of that family dynamic. And poor mamas can overprotect and mm-hmm. just as all much. of that. Yes. And daddies can too. But you were recognizing <clears throat> that he was uh, a spoiled brat. Yeah. I did not know over the years she married him. And 30 years later, I run into her, and she's with a man, and we're at a concert outside, and we hugged and visited, and here's this big, tall man, and um, I said, is 
this is your husband. I don't remember what he looked like. And she said, no, Miss Julia, I'm divorced. You've come into my mind so many times in the past years, and your words rang in my mind. And I need to talk to you. I want to come have lunch with you. <laughs> I want to tell you all about it. But we're divorced, and what you told me, I heard it. And I didn't obey it, and I paid the price. I have not gotten back with her, yeah. but I do want to have lunch with her. And Yeah, sometimes we, we uh, in our youth and in our... What our exuberance for believing the best in people and mm-hmm. wanting what we want. We don't always listen to someone who's been down the pike a little yeah. bit. I just had a thought that as Christians, we're, we're taught to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and in terms of biblical things and church. And if, if the Holy Spirit prompts us to go and say something to somebody mm-hmm. to be obedient but not put ourselves into it and i just thought when the holy spirit prompts us on a just a matter of living it's the same thing yeah don't hold back if it's really strong to tell that person yeah, it's very encouraging to me, obviously being younger and um, hearing you tell the story of someone who rejected you, you hadn't seen for 30 years. So she rejected you, rejected your advice. And then 30 years later, coming back almost with an apology of you were right. And I'm so sorry I didn't listen to you, even though those weren't maybe the exact words said, yeah. that was the posture of the heart. Yes. And it's encouraging to me to be bold enough to maybe speak up when when you see those things and to point out like, hey, this might not be the best choice. Hey, this might not be the best decision. Love them, not not be like, you do what I say or I'm hatcheting you from my life because that's not what you did. No. And that's not the words I heard out of your mouth. And I want to make sure I clarify, like we don't want to be controlling because God's not controlling. He gives us free will and he honors that free will. You were very honoring of her free will, but you were saying, hey, this is a really big red flag. Yeah. And, you know, we're in the red tent and red flags are important. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got to pay attention to those red flags. And you weren't necessarily saying that it was going to be true, but you were saying this is definitely something that is a a big red flag Mm -hmm. that you need to pay attention Mm -hmm. to. And maybe if she would have started looking in that area and testing that theory, like maybe seeing Will he be willing to be generous and lay down his life like Christ did for the church? Would he do that for me? And maybe testing your theory, Mm -hmm. she would have been able to put holes all through that and Mm -hmm. possibly saved herself 30 years of a bad marriage, Mm -hmm. right? But I see that in a lot of cases, and it's really encouraging. Um, I just had to have a conversation with someone who was dabbling in some what I consider witchcraft, but she's being told that it's another way to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Mm -hmm. but it's really witchcraft repackaged. And I had to have that conversation and I presented it like you did of, these are some real big red flags here Mm -hmm. and almost had the conversation and the relationship ground to a halt. 
and my heart just grieved. I was so brokenhearted. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, was I wrong to say something? Was I wrong to Mm -hmm. wave this, say, hey, look, this is a red flag that's right here. Was I wrong to do that? And then what I'm hearing is, even if there's a separation of 30 years, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. And you're itching to say something, so let me get a drink and go for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to be Marie. <laughs> you're going to be Joan the Baptist, as you call me. <laughs> now, Maria, I'm thinking about your audience. Hmm. And I'm not talking about a long discourse. But they're wondering, what is this? Oh. Is it, what is the subject? I am grateful you decided to come walk a mile with me, your host, Maria Wingard, on the Bridging Broken to Breakthrough podcast for our Red Tent Conversations, to find out how Jesus bridges broken to breakthrough, and to listen to past episodes, please visit hopewillarise.com, and thanks for listening today.